0: In the early years when I was a Christian, 1975 to 1980, God taught me many things by His Spirit. He would just bring to my attention a certain scripture. I would go to that scripture and then He would open my understanding for that scripture, teaching me by His Spirit, bringing to my mind an understanding of That scripture, training me for the purpose that he had for my life. He was going to use me in the ministry. He gave me certain gifts of the Holy Spirit. And when I presented those gifts to the church in our Bible class and in the prayer group I attended, they knew. The hand of God was on me. And often they would say, we know the hand of God is on you. There was a time in those years that I was dating a man who worked for Revell Publishing Company. They published the book that Dale Evans Rogers wrote. And she came to Dallas. And Bob wanted me to go to dinner with them and to be with them when he took Dale around. Bob was probably not even a Christian, but he knew I was, and he knew Dale and I would understand each other because of having the same spirit. We went to dinner one night, and as we took her back to her hotel, Bob was walking her to the door. She stopped and came back to the car and said to me, I don't know how I know this about you, but I know something about you. God is going to mightily use you, so you must stay very close to Him. And that, of course, was true. You can't do the work that I do without staying very close to God, meaning that you're constantly communicating through prayer and depending upon Him to keep you. In January 1980, in the night, What I believe to have been an angel of the Lord spoke three words into my ear as I was asleep. It was like having a trumpet blow in your ear. It was so loud. And he spoke to me three words, Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. I jumped out of bed and wrote KWJS on a notepad. I was waiting at that time for God to show me what to do. So far as the ministry was concerned, I had closed my business in July 31st, 1979, and I was just waiting until God showed me what to do. That night on January 10th, 1980, by that strong trumpet-like voice, God began showing me what to do. Hartford, Seattle, KWJS. When I looked up KWJS, I found it to be a radio station. And I said to God, Are you telling me to go on radio? I wouldn't know how to do that. I'm a writer, not a speaker. Immediately, God showed me what to do. I heard from the Holy Spirit, Call the radio station manager. So that morning, I called the radio station KWJS and asked to speak to the station manager. He came online immediately. I told him I thought God might be showing me to go on radio, and I said, How would you do that? He said, Make an audition tape 29 and a half minutes long, send it to me. If you fit our programming, we will offer you a contract. So I made a cassette tape immediately 29 and a half minutes long put it in the mail to the radio station manager. Within five days, I was broadcasting exhortations for the church on radio station KWJS. At that time, the women in the prayer group, when they found I was doing radio broadcasts, they said, before you send any radio broadcasts to the station manager, you need to take those broadcasts to your pastor who was Robert Tilton, Word of Faith, you need to take those to your pastor for his approval. (laughs) God said to me, this scripture, he brought it to my mind, for I know whom I have believed. It wasn't Bob Tilton who put me on radio. It wasn't Bob who taught me about being a prophet and how to do this work. And it wasn't Bob who... Brought all these things to my mind. It was the anointing of God for the ministry. It is not your pastor who teaches you. It's God. By his spirit, he teaches you. It's not I who teach you. I don't teach you. I speak the word of God. You have the word of God in you because you have the spirit of truth in you. And you know what I am speaking because you belong to God. It's God who teaches us directly by his Spirit. Therefore, the Apostle Paul said, I know whom I have believed. I know who I have believed. Do you know who you have believed? It better not be a human. It better be God by his Spirit that you have been taught by. For I know whom I have believed. 2 Timothy chapter 1 Verses 12 through 14. And am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. Hold fast the form of sound words, says Paul. He's speaking to Timothy and he says, Hold fast the form of sound words which thou hast heard of me in faith and love which is in Christ Jesus, that good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth in us. For it is God who showed us, chose us to salvation, to be the elect of God. It's God who did this. It's God who changed us, you and me, into a new creature after we were born again. It's God who gave us His Holy Spirit to live in us. And it's God who created us in His own image. And God causes us to live in peace, love, and joy, and in all the fruits of the Spirit of God. As we go along in this life following the Holy Spirit that is in us, As the Holy Spirit brings to our mind something, and we follow Him, the fruits of the Spirit are manifest in us. It's not that we try to have these fruits of the Spirit. It is that because we are following God, these fruits are manifest in us automatically. It's like throwing a rock into a pond. You throw a rock into a pond and ripples go every direction from that rock hitting that water. As we follow the Spirit of God, the same thing happens. We are going to produce the fruits of the Spirit of God automatically when we follow what He tells us to do. The fruits of the Spirit of God are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, Gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. I'm 83 at this time in life, and I was about 37, 38 when I was born again in 1975. Through the years, God would bring something to my mind by His Spirit. I learned to follow Him each time He did that. And at this point in time, I feel like a totally different person from that person that I was when I was in college, because I recognize the fruit of the Spirit of God working in me, coming forth from me. Not that I try. To live in love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, faith, meekness, temperance. It's not that I set that as my goal and go out and try to find out how to do that. I am that because the Spirit of God is in me and I follow Him. So just automatically you find that you are living by the fruits of the Spirit and they are in you. Love, joy, peace. Long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. You find those fruits are just there in you because the Spirit of God is in you and you follow Him. Ephesians chapter 1, start at verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. It is not that we learn something to be blessed. It is that God blesses us because he chose us, because we are his. It says in verse 4, According as he hath chosen us in him. We didn't choose him. He chose us. We who are born again didn't choose God. He revealed himself to us and changed us instantly, and we were born again. Born again is change. We are not the same person after we are born again that we were before we were born again, and we who are born again know we didn't do anything to deserve to be born again. It was simply the will of God for us according to his purpose. Verse 4, According as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom, and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on the earth, even in him in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ, in whom also ye trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. The Holy Spirit who lives in each of us who are born again. The Holy Spirit is the earnest of our inheritance. It is there in us to say, you belong to God. Acts chapter 1, Jesus says, But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. We have many times in our life on this earth that the Holy Ghost comes upon us, that he reminds us of something to show us the will of God. And when we move in that direction, we definitely have the power of God to go that direction because the Holy Spirit searches the heart of God to reveal to each of us the will of God in the situations that pertain to this present life that we go through. And over and over and over during the years that we are Christians, the Holy Spirit all of a sudden brings to our mind a scripture, a truth, a concept, an instruction to show us the way to go in that situation that we're dealing with. God is our teacher at all times, revealing spiritual things to us by his Holy Spirit who dwells in us. That's the reason John said, the Apostle John said, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 27, But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you. But as the same anointing teacheth you of all things, and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him. Live in that which the Holy Spirit has taught you, doing that thing, continuing to do that thing, believing that thing that he has said to you. In the times when devils attack you, Go back and refresh your mind to that word given you by the Holy Spirit. And it will never fall. Not long ago, a devil attacked me, tried to tell me, you don't belong to God anymore. You don't belong to him. You're not going to be saved. Instantly, I was reminded by the Holy Spirit of a couple of things. One was in that promise of a hundredfold return where if you've left house and lands and brother and sister and father and mother for the sake of Jesus and the gospel, you'll receive a hundredfold now in this life and in the world to come eternal life, a promise of God. You will receive, when you've done this, you'll receive eternal life in that world to come. I chose to believe that. Rather than what that devil was telling me. Another thing brought to my mind by the Holy Spirit is John chapter 10. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I know I've been following the Holy Spirit for years. And Jesus says basically because they follow me, they'll never perish. I said to God, These two promises are given me. And I quoted those scriptures to God in prayer. And I said, I will not perish. I will receive eternal life. And I heard from God by his spirit. You are being attacked by a devil. I just clung strongly to the promises of God in the Bible. Those two promises of God. But the anointing which ye have received of him, says the Apostle John, abideth in you. That anointing is the Holy Spirit to teach us all things, to remind us of everything Jesus has said to us, to guide us into all truth, and to show us things to come. John chapter 14 verse 26, John chapter 16 verse 13 first john chapter two twenty seven But the anointing which ye have received of him abideth in you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teacheth you of all things and is truth, and is no lie, and even as it hath taught you, ye shall abide in him, abide in what he has said to you, doing what He has said, He will never teach you something that is opposite to Scripture because He is the Spirit of truth. And now, little children, abide in Him that when He shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before Him at His coming. As long as we are living in agreement with the Spirit of God by the Holy Scriptures, we will not be ashamed. For the Holy Scriptures are that by which we'll be judged. Are we doing the Holy Scriptures? Are we agreeing with the Holy Bible? And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. If ye know that he is righteous, ye know that everyone that doeth righteousness is born of him. The instant God speaks to us, to reveal himself to us, we are changed by the Spirit of God into new creatures. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Instantly, we are new creatures. The minute God speaks to us, we're new creatures. It is not that we learn to be new creatures. We are born again in His image, by His Spirit. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. At the time I lived in Dallas in the 1960s, I heard of this woman and met this woman who was completely changed. She had been a lesbian. She had been fierce, violent. She had even picked up a radio at a school and thrown it through the plate glass door to the principal's office. She was so violent. Somewhere in her mid-forties, she had to go into the hospital for an operation. She was a medical person, a pharmacist by trade. The night before the operation, a nurse came into her room and said to her, now you're not going to be the same after this operation. And Peggy answered and said, I-, I know that. And the nurse said, no, after this operation, you will not even like the same people that you like now. You will be totally different. The next day, she awoke and she was totally different. She no longer wanted to be around the lesbians. She wanted to go to church. She wanted to be around the people of God. She was changed instantly by God, born again. She no longer lived as she had lived before. That's exactly what this scripture's talking about. I went through that same thing. I was totally different. My mother was totally different after she was born again. I got a letter from my uncle at that time, and he said, Your mother has changed. She has really changed. Well, it was God who changed her into a new creature. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. He's born again. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. That has not ever happened to you. I suggest you just fall down before God and beg him for mercy. But for those of us who are born again, we understand these scriptures because we lived them. That's what happened to us. Now the Holy Spirit lives in each person who has had that type of experience with God. We are born again by the Holy Spirit. Just as Jesus was born by the Holy Spirit. Joseph wasn't his father. God was his father. The Holy Spirit was the father of Jesus. He's the same thing with us. He lives in us. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? 1 Corinthians 6.19 What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? The Holy Spirit lives in us to guide us, to teach us, to show us the will of God, and we follow Him after we're born again. The Holy Spirit searches the heart of God to reveal the will of God to us. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, start at verse 9. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. Verse 11, For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God which things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. At one point in my life, I played bridge, and at the bridge center, almost every person at that bridge center went to some church, and they would have called themselves a Christian. I would speak things of God, by the Spirit of God, they didn't have any idea what I was speaking. There was one woman in the Bridge Center who frequently came to visit me at my house, and she would see things I was doing, and later I would hear her tell people at the Bridge Center what I'd done at my house. She greatly admired what I had done. And I would tell this woman, I would say, no, no, I didn't do this. I was driving down the street one day, and I saw a pickup loaded with firewood. And I was thinking how much I would enjoy having a wood-burning fireplace instead of gas logs. And at that point, the Holy Spirit said to me, by bringing a thought to my mind, you can have that. Well, I'd never thought of changing my fireplace from gas logs to wood burning until that moment, until the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And the next, and I probably even that day, I took action to make that change. Well, she saw it. And she was telling people at the bridge center, said, oh, Joan did the, a really, really interesting thing. She changed her fireplace. She changed her fireplace from Gas logs to wood burning, and it's so nice. I overheard that, and I said, no. Now, I didn't do that. The Holy Spirit, and I told him the whole story. The pickup pulled up beside me that was loaded with firewood, and I was thinking how much I would like to have a wood-burning fireplace, and the Holy Spirit brought to my mind, you can do that. You can have that. So I made the change. Yet not I, but God authored the change. It was His idea. Well, they didn't like hearing that at all. These church people didn't want to hear that God had done something. They wanted to praise the human, that you did something. That's what you're going to find as you begin telling what God has said to you. Often they just get deathly quiet and just kind of bide their time in silence until you shut up and then they can take over telling what they have done or somebody else has done. They don't want to hear the wisdom of God. They don't want to hear that God lives in us. They really don't. These are church people. But if you're born again, these stories delight you. Pam Paget told this charming story of her Aunt Eunice. Her Aunt Eunice had been a lifelong Baptist. She had worked in the church for all her life, cleaning the church, doing things at church. The church was her life. When she was approximately 83, she began to tell another story. She said, something has happened to me and now I'm born again and I'm totally different than the way I was. Her daughter was sitting by Pam as her mother told this at their family reunion. And the daughter said, I don't know why Mother is saying this. All of a sudden, she started telling this. Well, Pam delighted in the story. I delight in the story every time I think of it. And if you are born again, you will delight in the story because we all know we were changed by God. It wasn't that we changed ourselves or by our will. He just changed us one day. He chose us and revealed himself to us and changed us. So we speak by that which God gives us, that which He brings to our mind. Not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But verse 14 says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, neither can he know them. And for and to them, to the natural man, the things we say will be foolish. They make no sense, just like Aunt Eunice, her daughter, said, I don't know why Mother's saying this. She's always been a Christian. No, she hasn't. No one has always been a Christian. You might have been taken to church and live at church and be at church every Sunday and every time it meets. But you are not a Christian until you are born again by God revealing himself to you and sealing you with his spirit. Then you are a Christian. The vast number of people that attend any given church are not born again. They put themselves in the church by going forward and being baptized or by joining the church by whatever ritual the church has for them to do. It's only when you have the Spirit of God living in you and you follow the Spirit of God that you fit into John 10.10 When Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Do you hear the voice of God? We do. We do. All the time. I mean, I've heard it for years, the voice of God, by his spirit, as he brings thoughts to my mind. And I follow him. And Jesus says they will never perish. It's not that everybody in the church will never perish in the church building. It's those who hear the Spirit of God and have the Spirit of God living in them. One time I went to a luncheon at Texas Tech University in Lubbock. We were in a building downtown, which we were on about the sixth floor of that building, and it looked down into the parking lot of First Methodist Church. A woman at our table said, that's my church. And I said, we are the church. She was shocked. She became very angry. And she said, I'm not a church. That's the church. And she said to the people sitting at the table, she said, we're the church. Well, maybe that woman wasn't the church, but I am. And you are too if you have the Spirit of God. We are the church. We have the Holy Spirit in us. Jesus says "When the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. He reminds us of Scripture. He teaches us all things. I've always felt that was secular as well as spiritual things. I ran my business depending on God. To teach me what items to buy, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. then in John sixteen thirteen the previous verse was john fourteen twenty six now john sixteen thirteen Howbeit, when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. One step at a time, one step at a time, it is enough. God said that to me years ago. He will guide you into all truth. You simply take the first step. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear from God, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. Pam Paget had a very interesting testimony that fits this scripture. He will guide you into all truth. One night, electrical storms happened at her house, and she could hear electrical items turning on and off as power surged through the house. When the storm quit, she got up, and items all over the house were shut off, electrical items. She said she just couldn't face it. She got in bed and just pulled the covers up over her head like a little child. Except you become as little children, ye shall not enter the kingdom of heaven, says Jesus. She just pulled the covers up over her head. And the Holy Spirit spoke to her and said, As, that, as God controls that wind that is so powerful, He can help you. And the Holy Spirit showed her the first thing to do to restart the electrical items. And She got up and did the first thing, and then he reminded her of another thing. And she did the second thing, and the third thing, and the fourth thing. And toward the end, she thought how absolutely perfect he was in showing her which electrical item to start next. Well, he guides you into all truth and he will show you things to come. The Holy Spirit brings ideas to our mind, concepts, scripture. He reminds us of dreams to help us to know which way to go. All of the things that we deal with in this present life, we deal with because the Holy Spirit brought to our mind what to do and we follow him and when we follow him doing as God shows us through his spirit we shall never perish. They that endure to the end are saved and we endure through the spirit of God. When we follow him we are his sheep. It's not The people who attend church are his sheep. The ones who are born again are his sheep. John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice. They don't hear his voice. They hear a preacher preach, but they don't hear that Holy Spirit unless they're born again. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any pluck them out of my hand. No spirit, like I told you, that the devil tried to tell me I was not going to inherit eternal life. Jesus says, neither shall any pluck them out of my hand. No spirit that tells us these things can dissuade us from the salvation that God has given us. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and none is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. No relative, no spirit, no experience can take us away from God as long as we cling to God. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you today.